1: Let's pray. God, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for this message. I thank you for what you've placed upon my heart for weeks in advance, Lord. I thank you, God, that you speak specifically to every single individual that is in this house tonight, Lord. I thank you, God, that you have a word in season for each and every single one of us, Lord. And I speak um, peace over this moment, Lord. I thank you, God, that you delight in the prosperity of your servants, Lord. So I thank you, God, that you would prosper us in every single area of our life, Lord. And as I speak tonight about about transformation and revelation Lord I thank you God that people would leave knowing that they can receive from you Lord and I thank you God that you are faithful in every season of life God anybody that's walked in broken or hurt we spoke we speak healing in this moment Lord and I thank you that um, people that have been walking in the gray would draw a line in the sand tonight and they would submit and surrender their life to you Lord so I thank you for all these things in your mighty name I pray amen Amen. Okay, you guys can take a seat. All right, y'all. So we have hopped into a new series. I believe it's called Revive. Um, so we are pumping up for next week for a waking Conference. If you haven't got registered, here's another push. Do it tonight. Um, so as a church, we firmly believe everything that God says in his word, beginning to end. So we believe Old Testament. We believe New Testament, everything in between. Everything that is found in my Bible and your Bible is the word of God. So it is fully truth. And so we take that truth, and we don't take it lightly and we don't shy away from speaking about it. So I'm going to talk a lot about it tonight. Um, So this new series revolves around the Holy Spirit. And as a church, we believe what God says in His Word about the Holy Spirit, which um, I will read a Bible verse here in a second, but He talks about the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And as believers, we are given the opportunity to receive the Holy Spirit. So if you have yet received the power of the Holy Spirit, I want you to rush to the altar tonight after service, have someone pray for you, and receive it. Because um, um, like the Bible says in John 14, it says, The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So that being said, when Jesus died, he sent the Holy Spirit on our behalf so that we could hear from heaven, so that we could be led, that we could be directed, and that we could hear what he had to say. And so living in relationship with the Holy Spirit has actually completely transformed my life for the good. It has delivered me. It has healed me. um, It has enabled me to forgive the traumas and the pains that I have experienced in this life. And like me, I know that we are all human. We are not perfect by any means. But all of you that are sitting in here tonight have indeed experienced trauma and experience pain. And so I want to share how He has healed me through the Holy Spirit and how He's done that. But before I begin, I do want to preface that I have experienced some extreme traumas in my life. And although they are a somber moment to reflect on, um, I stand here fully redeemed, fully restored, fully healed. Again, I am by no means perfect, but my God has delivered me. I thank God that I have learned in this house the truth and the word of God. And so I believe that freedom is possible for each and every single one of us. Okay, guys, the title of this message is Holy Spirit, Come. Okay, a little bit about me. I am 33 years young, and I grew up here for the majority of my life in San Diego. I was raised by my sweet mom, a woman of faith, and I want to honor her in this moment, and I want to um, make it known that she was such a great mom. She was full of faith, and she raised me on her own. And so that was really rough. Um, I didn't have my dad in the picture. He wanted absolutely nothing to do with her and nothing to do with me. And so as you can imagine, growing up as a little girl, it was very confusing because he did reside here in San Diego, and his house— was located directly outside of my elementary school. It was this bright yellow house. And unfortunately, I still don't understand why he did this, he would stand outside of that house um, after school. And this would happen on a weekly basis. So it was very conflicting to me in my heart, in my little girl head. How can this man do this? Like, Why does he not want to know me? Why does he not want to get to know me? I'm right here. I'm readily available. Okay. But thank God for my mom. Um, She was a strong woman of faith, like I said. Um, But unfortunately, another trauma did take place when I was a, a very young girl. I was molested by my grandparents, so my mom's parents. And that was a deep trauma that took place. So my mom entrusted my grandparents to watch me. So she picked me up from their house, and as I got in the car, I started to cry, and I let her know everything that they had done to me. And, okay, so I let her know everything that they had done to me, and she, as you can assume, went into complete shock. And at that point, she took me to the police station, and unfortunately, justice was never served with that circumstance. I had family members Turn their blind eye. I had aunts and uncles essentially call me a liar, and we all know that children do not lie about those things, Um, and so that was rough, right? Um, Thank God for my faith-filled mother. She turned to Jesus. She latched onto her faith, and she made the wisest and the best choice, and that was to detach us from that family unit, and thank God she did because I Um, I grew up protected. I grew up safe. And thank God for church, you guys, because she had me in the house of God. And so I do want to say, yes, thank you. We should clap for her. Um, Church is essential. So the Bible reminds us that we are brothers and sisters in Christ. So even to this day, I view a lot of you guys like family because that's what you are. And so thank God I was raised in the house. Um, I did grow up in Catholic mass. And I did grow up um, going to Christian Bible studies with my mom. I did see her praying in tongues. I did see her uh, doing her devotionals every day. And I do remember going to this um, camp called Horizon Youth Program here in San Diego, and I loved it. I was I was reflecting on that this week, and I think we need to bring back an awakening camp, okay? So I went there for um, summer, spring, winter, and fall, and you just tried out different sports for a couple weeks. There was rock climbing, there was surfing, there was tennis, there was anything that you wanted to do. But the best part about that was I developed some deep relationships, and I learned so much about Jesus. And so um, I had that experience that built my faith up, as a little girl. Um, But what was crazy, you guys, is I had such an interesting experience at the age of 12. At the age of 12, my mom took me, or she offered to take me, and I said yes, to a healing mass. And of all places, this was a Catholic healing mass. And that is where I experienced the Holy Spirit for the very first time. So... Let me tell you what happened. (laughs) The priest offers to pray for anybody that wants to receive healing to come forward to the altar after service. So I go forward with my mom. I have about four people to my right. The very first person he anoints with holy oil, they fly slash fall backwards. And in my little girl head at the age of 12, I am thinking, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. This is so bizarre. Like, what the heck just happened? Is that person okay? Um, So the second person happened. The third, the same thing. And then at the fourth, I was completely fed up at this point. I'm like, this person, this priest, can touch my head with holy oil, but— I am going to stand here like a soldier, and I'm not falling backwards. And so (laughs) he anoints my, my head with holy oil, you guys. And I wake up on the ground, okay? I open my eyes. And this is how I can explain this circumstance to you. It was a moment of complete peace. It was the first time in my life that I had experienced the Prince of Peace. I felt him holding me. I felt his presence, and I was in complete awe and, and wonder of who he was. It's like this question popped up in my head, God, who are you? And I remember thinking, God, you are greater. You're bigger than anything I faced. You're greater than anything that I know. Um, but what I did is I tucked that little memory in my back pocket, and I remember thinking about it throughout the years, but I didn't do much with it. Um, and so What was interesting about that is, although it was something that affected me, I didn't really explore it more. And unfortunately, that took me some years to explore further. But thank God for the grace of God, because I eventually did. Okay, so from 12 to 15, life was okay. But at 15, I started to become extremely depressed. I struggled with depression and anxiety. I was on different medications, trying just about every anxiety medication, every antidepressant there is. I was in therapy, and I recognize, looking back at my life now, that those traumas from my childhood were trying to get healed. So for instance, the rejection of my father, even though he was still rejecting me because I was at the age of 15, um, that was brewing within me, and I was super angry towards him. And then I was livid towards my grandparents who had molested me. Um, I was angry towards my aunts and uncles that accused me of lying. And so that, that burial of those offenses, of those traumas and those pains, were trying to get healed, but I was not ready. And unfortunately, I tried to medicate them with things that were not we're not the answer, right? Like nothing can bring us healing except God. And so I just want to reiterate that tonight that healing is possible, and you'll see that it happened in my life. So my life continued to spiral. Um, I switched schools a couple times. I was very rebellious, which I know you can't imagine now. Um, but one of the things that I was into, and I don't know why it was stealing um, I would go to the mall with my girls and we'd go to Sephora and Hollister and steal. And it was ridiculous. I look back like, why did you do that? So I got in trouble for stealing. My mom caught me stealing. Well, she caught what I stole. And so she had me transfer schools at that time. And then I transferred schools again. And with the third high school, my life started to be exciting. I met new friends. I felt like there was something in store for me. And I started to enjoy my life a little more. But unfortunately, with these new friendships, I started to dabble in sin. So I started to drink, I started to smoke, I started to try drugs, I started to sleep with my boyfriend at the time. And with that came open doors. So we learn about that in this house. When we don't do what God's Word tells us to do, there's a reverse effect, right? Because we are trying to define what God's already defined and we're trying to please our flesh, and God's saying, Don't do this, my daughter. I have better plans for you. And so, um, fast forward, this goes on for a couple years. I go up to college, it just gets worse. So I think, okay, this is a new city. My life could be a bit new. Nothing was new because I went up there, you guys. Um, Okay, so it just got worse and worse and worse. I promise it gets better because I decided to move home at this point. So I moved back to San Diego and a girl from high school had asked me if I wanted to work at 24 Hour Fitness. And I'll stop right there because it's amazing to see God's hand when you actually look back on your life. So if I had never... Been defiant and transferred schools and uh, ended up at the third one. I would have never met this girl, and then because I met this girl, I said yes. I said I want I want to work at Twenty Four Hour Fitness. Well, I was um, working at Twenty Four Hour Fitness, and this lovely lady named Tristan. uh, She still attends this church today. She invited me to go to church. And I said, yes. And at that time, she was going to another church here in San Diego, and I eagerly said yes to that because I'm like, oh, I am so broken. I am—I was almost at a level of disgust with myself. I, I felt so disgusted with the woman that I had become, and I remember thinking, like, how did you get here? And so— I just want to say that if there's someone in your life that you would think would never say yes to church because of the lifestyle that they carry, you need to ask them because I look at the lifestyle that I carried, and thank God. Thank God for you, Tristan. I know you're watching. (laughs) So Tristan invites me to this other church at the time, and I say yes, and my life starts to transform. I end up, my mom had bought me a Bible, but I end up buying a notebook immediately, and I couldn't take enough notes, you guys. And so um, at that point of time, I still can't take enough notes, but I would take notes during service, and then I would go home, and I would have my little Bible study, and I would write down what God was speaking in Scripture. I would write down my prayers. And then I started to hear His voice in my life. I started to hear Him speak intimately to me. Um, And so that was so very special. Um, But this is the house. This is the house. So it wasn't the first church I went to. It was the second. But this was the house that I found that my actual journey with the Holy Spirit took place. And that's where I heard him in his fullness. I heard him in grace and truth, which I will talk about here in a second. Um, So today I brought you three simple points that I've used over the last eight years since coming to this church to draw near to the Holy Spirit, to experience the freedom that he's given me. And I hope that you'll leave here encouraged to do the same. So point one, know his word, know his voice. Okay, when you can hear God's word, you can hear his voice because the Bible is his word and that's his voice and that's the truth and that's what he's saying to us. So John 10, 27 through 28 says this. It says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. So as I mentioned, when I went, started going to church, I couldn't get enough uh, Bible study, the word and... All of that good stuff. Um, But the problem was I was still living in the gray. So I would show up to 24 Hour Fitness. I was that girl that carried her Bible everywhere with her. I would have my little Bible study or try to, during break, try to talk everyone's face off about God. But the problem was I was going out with these people on Thursday night, Friday night, any night I could, down to PB, drinking too much, still smoking weed, still dabbling in sin, still sleeping around. And so how confusing, how confusing to the world that surrounded me. I had an opportunity, and thank God for the grace of God, which I'll talk about, but it's very conflicting when you I think it's such a good reminder. The way that we live does impact the people that surround us because it was a little confusing. Um, so an example that I just gave you was that. Um, but another example was I would write down on my notebook and I recently, because um, I keep my notebooks, and I always want to recommend this to you guys. Buy your notebook if you don't have one, keep them, and reread what God has spoken to you over the years. So, I think last year I reevaluated the first and the second notebook, which was probably the first and the second year of being saved. And what I recognized was it was absolutely the voice of God, but it was just grace. There was no correction, there was no um no truth, essentially. And so when I say that, it what I recognize right now is I was withholding from God. So I would receive grace in the aspect of. Um, forgiveness. Let's say I wanted so badly for him to show me how to forgive my father and my grandparents. So I would get down on my knees. I did this, um, and I prayed to forgive them. And it was a miraculous experience. I, I saw him through it all, and he showed me how to let it go. And he ministered to my heart during that moment um which is absolutely beautiful right to to be able to forgive and let go um but then there was parts of me that I didn't want God to speak into I didn't want him to speak into my sex life I didn't want him to speak into me going out and dabbling in the lust of the flesh because in my mind I thought God do you know what fun is like this is fun for me But it wasn't fun, it was burying me. I still went home empty. I still would go to church on Sunday and hear his voice in partiality, but I was so pushing him away and I wasn't receiving him in his fullness. So I viewed him essentially as savior, but not Lord. And I wanna encourage you tonight because I know there's some people in the room that that's you, you were living in the gray. Just know that God has so much more, that he is faithful. And I really want to encourage you To let him speak. So um, it's a reminder, you guys, that as we stated, or I stated before, we believe in the Bible in its fullness. We believe that God is grace and truth. So he's not just grace, and he's not just truth. He's both. Um, And so fast forward today, when I reread my notebook, when I see the notes that I've written since I've been in this house, I see grace and I see truth. I get corrected all the time. I'm human. We should get corrected. God corrects those that he loves. So for instance, I'm in the front row like two weeks or two months ago. Pastor Shelley's up here talking about forgiveness. I start to write what she's saying, but then I let the Holy Spirit minister to my heart. I hear from heaven in that moment. I hear that I need to forgive someone. And what does that lead to? That leads to me crying a little bit and thank God for the ministry team. I come up to the ministry team afterwards. I get prayed for and I release it but we need to hear God in fullness. We need to hear him in grace and in truth. So this is my question for y'all, for us all tonight. It's, are we listening? God is always speaking, you guys. I firmly believe that. And as believers, we have received his Holy Spirit. We can hear from heaven. So he's speaking. Are we listening? And if so, is it to only what we want to hear? Okay. We can't live fully free unless we receive him with grace and with truth. Point two, obey, don't stray. Obedience breeds freedom, but disobedience breeds destruction. Psalm 32, 8 and 9 says this. It says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way to go, in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and brittle, else they will not come near you. And Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says this. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. And all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. So a couple years into being saved when I was attending that previous church, I was actually a caregiver in Point Loma for a couple. And God totally graced me. It's so funny now that I think about it that I was able to do that job and do it delightfully. Well, I actually uh, lived with this couple and I was returning home from running an errand and I go to open the front door and I hear loud as day. I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit say this. He says, Tanay, disobedience breeds destruction. And I remember hearing that and feeling a weight with it, a level of love to it. So it wasn't anger. It was just, you need to know this girlfriend, this is happening. And I wrote it down in my little notebook, but I wrote it down in my heart. And I knew that was God speaking to me. I knew what he was trying to get to. I knew he was trying to say, girl, you need to draw a line in the sand. You're disobeying me with your lifestyle. So I captured those words, but I tucked them away in my back pocket. I don't think I was ready. Okay. But thank God for the hand of God. Thank God for his correction. Probably a month after that, when I started to actually think through things, okay, God, I think I can let these things go. I don't need these sins anymore, but I need you to show me how to do this. I get randomly, and when I say randomly, I was randomly fired. So I think this is kind of funny to tell you guys. (laughs) Um, One of the expectations uh, was that I would run errands for this sweet couple, which I love to do. And One of the things that I needed to do was grocery shop for them. So the daughter came back in town and saw that the fridge was not fully stocked. So that was one of the reasons that I was fired. But what's kind of silly about that is even to this day, when I go grocery shopping for Sweet Alex and for us, I stock that fridge, I pile it up, I take a picture, and I say, I'm not getting fired today, baby. Okay, so as you can only imagine, I get fired. So I need a place to live. I need a place to work. I'm ready for a new life at that point. And sweet Tristan, this is the miracle moment, y'all. Listen in. Thank God for Tristan. You can be someone's Tristan. So she starts personal training, Pastor Michaela. Pastor Michaela then invites her to go to C3 at the time. So she starts going to C3. So I'm talking to her about my life. I'm saying, here's where I'm at. I need help. She says, Today, come to women's prayer. So, what do I do? I join her at women's prayer, and it was such a miracle trajectory for my life. So I brought my request known. That's what we do at prayer. We bring our requests known. Everything changed from there. You see, a week after that, um, Tristan was babysitting for the Hubbards, and she invited me to come over and just hang out. So I come over. I start to talk to Pastor Michaela. I let her know where I'm at in life, that I'm believing for a job, a place to live. And I'm just ready. I'm ready for everything to change. And sweet Pastor Michaela offers for me to watch Micah. And so I say, yes, I that's a blessing. I need some resources, and I would love to. So I say yes to that. And what happened through that was a pure hand of God. So I started watching Micah, and that went really well. And she asked me if I wanted to rent a room in their beautiful house in exchange for watching Micah. And I said, yes, are you kidding me? I love this place. And then on top of that, you guys, Pastor Matt asked me if I wanted to work at his office. And so I said yes to that as well. But the important thing to let you guys know of what happened before I moved in, during that month that month gap, um, was everything changed. I drew a line in the sand. I said, God, I surrender to you. I am no longer willing to play games. I am no longer to live lukewarm. And it's so important. It's so important that we don't live lukewarm. And I know if there's some of you in here that are living lukewarm tonight, I want to speak to you. Because I know in my heart of hearts that you're uncomfortable that something in you is not sitting right because you may come to church on Sunday, you may pray, you may show up to women's prayer, but if your lifestyle and other areas of your life are not surrendered to our mighty king, something is going to fall. And don't let it be you. You need to surrender tonight and trust that he has what's good for you. If he did it for me, he will do it for you. All right. Take a little break. <laughs> Write it down. What's he speaking? Okay, so I do have another question. I knew it was God speaking to me now at this point in my life because his sheep know his voice and he corrects those that he loves. So, what is God speaking to you tonight and what do you need to obey? Point three, final point freedom unveils purpose. As we hear from God, and we obey his voice, we can truly step into purpose. Okay, Isaiah 61, one says this, it's a call to us all as believers. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. So I have a few stories to share with you of how the Holy Spirit has led me into complete freedom and has catapulted me into my purpose from stepping forward in this church. Um, So one thing that happened is I joined the internship. So yeah, plug for the internship. Do it next semester, because I think this this semester's already started. Um, The internship was great. I met Alex, the man of my dreams in it, Okay, Praise the Lord. (laughs) But during the internship, five months in, it became a little mundane. I remember going, I don't know if I'm meant to do this. This is kind of not what I was expecting of it. It was nothing bad, but I just had this moment of questioning God. But what did I do? I got in my word, I got in my notebook out, and I let him speak. I waited until I heard from him. And I heard him say, Today, I called you to complete this. This year, I have this for you. Say yes, don't quit. So what did I do? I didn't quit. And I look back, you guys. And it was such a miraculous year of my life. I was corrected, absolutely. I was led. Pastor Stacy was my oversight. She spoke life into some areas that were uh, needing that life. And it was all meant to be. So say yes to what God has for you. Um, The other story that I have for you is I overcame jealousy. So Alex and I, when we first got married, we weren't financially at the place that we are today, and I remember seeing some of my friends to my left and to my right be um, catapulted forward in life. I remember seeing some of them receive promotions, some of them having, um, you know, houses, having these financial breakthroughs, and I remember feeling a bit jealous. So what I did is I went to the Word, I saw what God had to say, and I started to write, and I heard God say today. I am your provider. And that was so healing because the word reminds us of who God is. God is an array of things. He is King of Kings. He is Lord of Lords. He is our provider, our protector, our redeemer, our healer. We all need to know who God is. And so I was neglecting to recognize our God as my provider And so he let me know that he was going to provide for us and that he has done, you guys. Another thing that he challenged me to do during that season was to celebrate people. But thank God he did, because now I can honestly stand here uh, tonight and let you guys know that I love to celebrate people. When our friends get blessed, when our friends are a couple steps ahead of us in life, I'm no longer jealous, and I can actually celebrate them. So that's a challenge to you, be able to celebrate people and trust God as your provider. The next story I have is overcoming offense. So, this is a big one. The Bible says offenses must come. Well, that sucks, right? I mean, they're gonna come. So we need to prepare our heart for that. So I had um, someone near and dear to me, and I think this could be probably the majority of people in this place story. I had someone near and dear to me a couple years ago leave this church. And when they left it, I left a bit offended. And I addressed that offense easily, because I recognized it was there. So I went to the altar, I prayed, I had someone pray for me, I confided in friends that led me the right way to forgive this person. Um, but I didn't realize there was a secondhand offense that was lingering. And it was lingering for well over a year. And thank God for my sweet husband, okay, Alex, he said "Nay, you need to call Pastor Michaela. Okay, but I, I kept saying, babe, no. I'm just gonna let it go. It's not that big of a deal. Let it go. Well, I didn't let it go. And it got to a breaking point. And that's what happens when we let sin into our life that we leave undealt with. So I was sitting in the front row in 2019 and I was very agitated. I found myself after service being very critical and I had a breakdown moment before Alex. And again, thank God for my sweet husband who loves me. So, he said, Tanay, you need to call Pastor Michaela. And he had said it, you know, 20 times before. And I finally said, okay, I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm crazy right now. And so I did. And thank God for leadership. Thank God for um, the leaders that surround us. She walked me through it. She prayed with me. She didn't judge me. She gave me steps to follow up with. And she led me back to God's word. So I was able to let go of that offense. Uh, so if that's you tonight, after service, get prayed for. Release those offenses, whether it's a first-hand offense, an offense about a circumstance that took place years ago, or it's a secondhand offense. Just leave it at the altar. Okay, uh, James 5 through 16 says this, you guys. It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. That's why it's important that we confide in others and that we bring those sins before others. Okay, so I have one last simple story, and it's this. It's saying yes to God opportunities. Five years ago, Alex and I got married. Hubbard's asked us if we wanted a service lead, and I said, I don't want to, but I'll say yes. So I was nervous as can be. I remember standing on the corner of the stage at Bressy and simply shaking in my boots. Maybe people couldn't see that, but internally it took everything in me to get up on that stage. And um, I was super uncomfortable, but I knew it was what God was asking me to do because when I got alone with him and when I prayed about it, I heard from heaven. I heard the Holy Spirit minister to my heart and say, today, this is meant to be. This is them asking you, but really it's me asking you, and I want you to say yes. And so I said yes time and time again, even though I didn't want to, and I didn't have the best attitude, but I was forgiven time and time again. And then I'd get off stage, and I'd feel great that I did something that I knew God was calling me to do, but I didn't want to do in the first place. But thank God, you guys, thank God I said yes five years ago to service leading, because Heck no, I would not say yes to this tonight if I hadn't have done that, right? So God has plans for us. And oftentimes those plans are not what we think they are, right? He may plant a seed in your heart to say yes to something that you're like, how is that gonna affect tomorrow? Do I really need to do that? But if he is calling you to do it, friends, let's say yes, okay? It's okay if we have to carry a simple cross like for me getting up here and making announcements even though I feel like I'm manifesting inside. Now I don't do that. Now I get up here joyfully. I get up here expectantly that my smile is gonna shift this atmosphere that people are gonna get prayed for after that deliverance is gonna take place. So let's say yes to God opportunities. Okay, as we close, this is... A couple reminders. We need to know God's word. We need to know God's voice. We need to obey and don't stray. And we need to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us into freedom to unveil our purpose. Okay, I'm going to have all you guys stand, and I'm going to say a simple prayer, and I encourage you guys after service, after I hand it off, to get prayed for. If any of this resonated with you, just come forward to the ministry team and get prayed for. God, I thank you for tonight. I thank you, God, that you've taught each and every one of us something something new, Lord. I thank you, God, that people would go home expectant to hear from your Holy Spirit. I thank you, God, that people would recognize that your voice is real, that your word is true, that you tell us how to live this life and how to honor you, Lord. I thank you, God, for the plans and the purposes that you have for each and every single one of us, that it is plans that are good and fruitful, Lord, that we can have a great life. And I thank you, God, for the healing that is taking place right now, Lord. The people that were living in the gray are going to draw a line in the sand like I did and say, no more gray. I thank you, God, for all these things. In your mighty name we pray. Amen.
0: Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com